You got to get serious and get into this battle. And what we're watching happening in the governments and the earth and everything is the type and shadow of what's going to happen in the kingdom. Don't mess with us. Don't mess with our kids no more. We're not playing this game. There's so much destruction that's going on with these people. We really need to stand up. See, the Lord has given us the authority to break the yokes. And it's time that the church gets out of the four walls and gets in the streets and starts talking Jesus. Jesus, Amen. Blessings to all our listeners out there on the Voice of Healing Media Network. Whether you're with us with radio or television, we just want to thank you for tuning in. If you get a chance, you know, give us a call, send us an email. Um, we have a team of people that will answer you, that will get back with you. If you need prayer, please uh, email us, call. If, if, you, if you're in a desperate need to talk to someone, there's always somebody at four at uh, Voice of Healing to talk with you. I'm here with two special guests, jo- uh, Joseph Worth and Bradley Haru, and I just want to thank both of you guys for coming on today. Um, both of you actually are—you met each other in a in a prayer meeting, right? Right. Where that. The brother that was healed of a spinal injury, uh, the, the brother that was a paraplegic was healed, right? And Joseph, that's where I met you at. That's right. Amen. Amen. Uh, there's a group of intercessors here in San Diego that have been praying for years, really holdovers from the last great move of God in Southern California, Amen. from the Jesus People Movement. And they re- represent the Joshua's and the Caleb's that yeah. have been believing and faithful this whole time. They, uh, kind of represent the ones who are in the upper room. They were there at the right time because they believed the Lord was faithful uh, to move. And so they've been gathering on Wednesdays to pray. And uh, and Jimmy hosts the meeting. And it's um, when you're you're thirsty and you're hungry, uh, you go to where the food is and the water is. Amen. I I noticed in that meeting, I've been there twice. And both times I've been there, that meeting, it has turned out to a it has turned into a prophetic meeting where many of you are giving words what the Lord's been showing you and I know Joseph you you really um, as I've listened to some of the stuff you've shared really it's just not well this is what I think but the Lord's speaking to you guys and like you said it is a holdover from the last move into the new one amen Amen. Yeah, the Lord really highlighted how important it was to to join hands with uh, with the Joshuas and the Caleb's. As he's got a younger generation coming out, but there's a, there's a group that has just remained faithful, and we by joining, honoring what the Lord's done in the past and the faith that's in these saints, it's uh, there's been an in- increase in what we sense He's doing in us, and so I feel. A knowingness in my spirit. The way I hear the Lord is more of a knowing what He's doing. Some people hear, you know, almost audibly. Uh, For me, it's just kind of more of a knowing thing. Amen. Well, Bradley, you, how did you get involved with that that prayer group? Well, it all started. There's a gentleman that's knitted us together. His name is Bob Beret. Very Uh prophetic. Um, Revelation, words from the Lord coming almost instantaneous. So he catches me at um, an awakened men's prayer group. He goes, hey, come over here. Mm. I'm like, what's up? He goes, you know Alan? I go, yeah, I know Alan. Alan and I know each other for 25 years. Do you know G? I go, G and I, 23 years. Yeah. Well, how do you know all these guys and I don't know you? I go, (laughs) I've been in hiding. He goes, me too. 
I got, so a lot of us have been like in and around but not part of the church as the church is defined Amen. Right? and you and I by divine appointment met what August of 2020 yes. during the midst of COVID but with with, with you Brian uh, sorry Bob Beret says to me Brad you gotta meet Joseph Joseph's got a lot of revelatory information that sounds a lot like what you're saying. Well, what, I've, what I'm saying is a regurgitation of really access behind the veil, the book that you're reading, and um, the earlier church teachings of the Antinocene Fathers that I've been studying for the last two and a half years. It's my third year of an initiation. Amen. So that's how and why we've gotten together. And so what they then said to me is come down to Water Wednesday. I'm like, why? And they said, because the early fathers of the Jesus movement, I go, like, who? And I'm, I'm so, you know, like, who? Well, Lonnie Frisbee. What? Lonnie Frisbee? Are you kidding me? He's been dead for a long time, is what I said. No, his roommate and his best friend. I go, really? Who's his best friend? Jimmy. Jimmy who? Jimmy Craig. Jimmy Craig's a miracle. What do you mean he's a miracle? And you interviewed him today, didn't you? No, he's supposed to be coming in today for an, an interview. Okay. Yeah, 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 well, so Jimmy Craig has a severed spine. I go, what? Severed spine? Yeah, and he walks. I yeah. go, okay. He carries an anointing. Let's go. And that's what I went down for that first meeting. It turns out that the guy that leads it, John Runke, he was roommates with Lenny, I mean, Lonnie Bishop, Lonnie... Uh, Frisbee. Frisbee. Yeah. I know a Lonnie Bishop, too. Anyway, Lonnie Frisbee. And that um, that he sits on the board for my childhood friend that has a ministry called World Grace Missions. And so that's how the conversation started between he and I. And then he then said to us that there's going to be a revival of the early church fathers in Bryan Station at Texas A&M, Texas A&M, when I go, when? 23rd this last month, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? The old school, the old wine, doesn't really understand what's really coming yet. And I think that's really where we're standing in the gap, bringing Amen. understanding of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Because the revelation is really this. The church is an apostolic movement of the prophetic. If you don't have the honor, the badge of honor like you do, Apostle, that have gone through the refiner's fire over the period of time, you just don't, or had the inner counter with Jesus like an apostle out of due season like Paul, you don't carry that mantle. Yeah. Well, that's what's been happening. That mantle's been lost or been not taught because people had had ulterior motives that want to use their name in front of their ministry. That's sure. why I called this moment a Mount Carmel moment where the prophets, you guys, come forward and say, challenge the prophets of Baal and Mount Carmel saying, go ahead and laugh at them. Come on, call your God. Come on, call him down. Cut yourself. Do all this thing. And that actually played out today. Today it played out. Right here at the reawakening conference in the multimedia room where a very prominent individual had sucked the air out of the room, not with an authority of God, but a worldly authority, mm. like a false prophet. Yeah. So what's so interesting too, is mm. when Bianca, who just lost 
the Senate race because of misappropriation of votes, mm. not because she lost it, because she didn't get it. Mm. Misappropriation was stolen. Apostle invoked upon her a release of revelation that unlocks what her true calling is. And it happened right in front of me. I was like, I'm marveling. You were standing on my left, right? So here we've had this divine appointment of the unfolding of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Amen. I believe the Lord's getting us back to that, but that meeting actually, you asked me to go to it and I, and I happened to be here. I said, yeah, sure. And so that's where I met Joseph and I met uh, those other brothers. But one of the things, Joseph, I noticed when I met you also was God had already been raising you up in this revelation process, amen. And so you were saying things that I already, you know, that caught my attention instantly because I'd already been seeing those things or reading those things in the early church fathers. What happened to, to open your eyes and open your ears, like Jesus said, to, to that revelation of scripture? You know, um, I want to comment on what a blessing it was in meeting you and then uh, going to visit the congregation and see um, young people who are hungry for the deeper things, for the meat that's in the word, for the revelatory teaching. Um, because anytime you go on a journey like I've been on, it's out in the wilderness. It's not out in the, you know, the showdown at Mount Carmel. Uh, there are 450 prophets of Baal. I mean, right. so there were, it's where the numbers are all on the other side of the camp. You're sure. out in the wilderness, not sure if you're hearing from the Lord when, uh, when you're, you're actually hearing from the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, yeah, I had a long season like that. Um, I come from a, a background. My great grandfather was a messianic, well, he was, became a messianic rabbi, mm -hmm. but he was a rabbi. Uh, and Orthodox uh, at a time in the early 1900s when you know, Orthodoxy, yeah, Judaism, Judaism. Yeah, yeah there's there's little. He, he was from Germany and came went to rabbinical school in the United States and then nice. um, was actually teaching in churches. And uh, wow. an elderly lady prayed for him that he would be humbled because he was very prideful. Mm. And uh, his wife died shortly after. He was still in his 20s. Went on a search for the Lord. And he ended up going to the Hebrew language. Uh, the Lord led him to the language itself. Uh -huh. um, and uh, the word Ichad, which the hero Israel, the Lord our God is one, is, yeah. is, is their verse. I mean, that is their verse. Yeah. And we saw is that Ichad, it was a composite unity, like a cluster of grapes that they carried out from the promised land. Mm -hmm. And so um, clearly the Lord was pulling him out and he went on a great journey, ended up becoming a Bible teacher. But all these years later, you know, some of these seeds that are even in our bloodlines somehow got awakened in me uh, where I never felt at home really in churches. Um, I always knew that God was real, but never felt comfortable. Went out into yeah. the world seeking life, you know, in every place, Wall Street, business school, entrepreneurial world, um, uh, building all, all kingdoms, kind, all kinds of, all, all of man's kingdoms, right? There was quite the tour of Babylon. I could be a Babylonian tour guide if you guys are interested. I'll show you all the high places. I've been to all the high places. Right? Oh my so, so this journey was uh, was really interesting, but inside of me was like, there's got to be, I always was a searcher, you yeah. know, of like, there's got to be something More. with substance. Yeah. And so in 2012, the Lord, you know, started this waking up process, but I had been studying before that, but yeah. he really woke me up in 2012. And then 
in the years that followed, it was all these pieces starting. You know, like the church, you know, we talk a lot about it, the early church. You know, in the last hundred mm. years, there's been pieces that have been restored. Sure. The prophetic got restored. The healing got restored. Things that have been lost for a long time. I experienced that in my own life. And mm. there was this, uh, you know, it's the valley of dry bones. All of a sudden, there's flesh. Can these mm. bones live? And there's flesh being put on. And then all of a sudden, you're walking, and you know something. I know this stuff to be true. But then there's a lack of... Ligaments. That, that, you didn't yeah. know the ligaments yet. You had lots of muscle. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be a solo journey, you know? But there's guys yeah. like Bob that right. would come out, hey, come out to the wilderness right. in here. And all I'm doing is just sharing the stuff that God's showing me. Amen. And there were some amazing... Um, Dr. Stephen Jones from GodsKingdom.org, um, amazing Bible teacher. He, he it was hand, got to know him well. We hosted a conference. But he was really handing out some keys that were interpretive keys for the scripture. Amen. And so you're not discounting any number, any name. You're going back to the original language. When you have those tools, now all of a sudden, he says, you have no need for any man to teach you. Also, mm. I'm, going to send the, I'm going to send the teacher. He's going to teach you the, the spirit of truth. Amen. So the spirit of truth started teaching me. And then, uh, you know, then you become pregnant. And sure. then there's these moments now where you find others who are expecting delivery, Shannon. So it was, a, it was a real blessing that our paths yeah. cross, and we get a chance to now talk about these things together. You, you know what's interesting? You said 2012? Large, I, I've noticed that in those between 2000, most of the people that I talk to that are getting revelation, It's it's been between 2009 and 2014 that... It seems like in those years, there was a call out of the remnant and the revelators. I, I don't know why, but it's always between 9 and 14. That, and the majority right in, in the area, you're in 11 and 12, where, where God put a special call out to, pe- to those that would listen come out into the wilderness with me and learn. Like John, or like Paul, uh, yeah. the revelator, he went out and learned uh, the revelation of the word. I I, always, I tell people all the time, well, if Paul, you know, you gotta understand Judaism, by the time you're, you're 12 years old, you know, 11 years old, you have the Old Testament memorized. Right. The, the kids, they're training it to be rabbis, right? So Paul knew the Bible inside out. Probably most of it was memorized at that point. So what did he go out in the wilderness to learn? Some say three years, some say 14 years, right? What was he out there learning if he already had the scripture memorized? Clearly it was the revelation of the word because Paul was teaching things that were a much deeper level, which Peter said, and our brother Paul and him, some things are hard to understand, which untaught and unlearned men twist to their own destruction. So that's the seriousness of twisting God's word, right? So, you know, Joseph, I mean, as as God called you out there, was there any one thing that he was, you know, conveying to you? That is there a message that really stuck out in your mind that was like, you know, this is different. This isn't part of the religious system. Because it, it's crazy. Once your eyes open, you can't go back into that system. It's hard. Okay, so the, the thing that I lacked a second witness on enough. You, you get witnesses from the Spirit, but when yep. you're looking for, hey, someone else, you're looking for agreement, right? If this is really from the Lord, I need some agreement here from somebody that I trust. Amen. <clears throat> but I would say more than anything else is the nature of the second coming. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 uh, uh, that was one of those things where what I was taught, I believed, and, the, and the, one of the first things the Lord Corrected. Corrected. <laughs> Knocked my legs out from underneath me was 
that topic. And, it, and it, he just broke it down slowly for me over the next year. I struggled with it. But then when I read the early church and what they believed about, the, you know, the, their eschatology, it was like, wow, you know, clearly this is what the Lord was showing me. And he was opening my eyes to that, amen. But, uh, so being alone on something, uh, the gravity or the weightiness of that, this is like, we're talking literally the mystery yeah. or plan of Yahweh being revealed amen. ahead of time. And 2,000 years ago, everybody missed it. You know, sure. so, so something like that. And then going to person after person, even great teachers, revelators, saying, do you, do you, are you seeing what I'm seeing here? Is this, but at the same time, being mm. certain about it. So I, I, I walked in this tension of being certain about something that I, I, I did not have a second witness on from another human being. Mm. This Amen. is a hard saying. It was like the one of saying, eat my, you know, eat my flesh and drink my... This is a yeah. hard saying, you know, what am I going to do now? Everybody else is expecting him to show up on the Mount of Olives. Yeah. And potentially, you know, this would, because everyone's anticipating it, wouldn't it be with the media we have today, like the enemy, to try to present a false Jesus sure. to the world who looks and talks and acts like the image that's been propped up all these years? Mm. Right. It wouldn't exactly. be a big surprise, right? Well, so much is lost in translation within God's Word. It's surprising how much is misunderstood, even simple word definitions. In his book, Access Behind the Veil, Apostle Michael Petro explains that beyond the veil lies the original intention of God's plan to restore creation through his people. When the Lord gives us access behind the veil, we begin to understand the mysteries of the kingdom and our calling as a royal priesthood. Apostle Michael Petro writes about deciphering the Torah from the Hebrew language and recognizing God's language of mysteries, secrets, and parables within the scripture. It's time to step behind the veil and see the coming glory. Access Behind the Veil, The Coming Glory by Apostle Michael Petro. Available now on our website, voh.church. I mean, with me, I had an opportunity to meet Dr. Tim LaHaye. I mean, intimately get to know him. And I, I had to tell him. My friends wanted me to read your book when I was in prison. I couldn't even pick it up. Wow. It was so false to me because it didn't make any sense. If somebody's going to be taken, somebody's going to be left, God's not a God of confusion. So he's not going to make a pilot disappear in an airplane and crash the plane and cause chaos. Mm. He's just not going to do that. Then the Lord, I started asking the Lord, 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 what is this? And he goes, look at the Bible. It shows you. It's a timeline. Mm. What's the common theme? The remnant always survives. There's always a remnant, always a remnant, always a remnant. And then he started, started walking me through that. So that narrative that's been prop, propped up by these false teachers, unfortunately, has really caused a lot of damage. Yeah. yeah. Actually, when you look at the when you, his, his series Left Behind, right, it was always interesting to me that the word for remnant means to be left behind. Right. Yeah. So I was like, well, something's wrong here. So, but anyway, that's a, that's another topic for another day. We're not gonna we're not gonna you know pluck those wings in, in one well, he's, meeting. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> so we can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but the veil still exists. That's true. Exactly. That's true. Well, everybody, wake up. <laughs> You, you, Joseph, you said something to me not too long ago. I thought it was really interesting. Um, we were talking one time on the phone, and you were talking about 
you know, the Ezekiel proper, uh, prophecy and, and where we're at today, the Jubilee count, um, when did the Lord start talking to you about that? When did you start realizing, hey, we're coming into a time frame here that something, some stuff is going to start happening. Things are going to start unfolding according to, Lord, what you're showing me, uh, um, things that, that pertain to the second coming. Yeah, so um, I have a birth date that correlates with the 10th day of the seventh month on the Hebrew calendar. And so that's the lawful, that's the day of atonement. Yeah. Um, somehow there, there was something in that. Uh, on our calendar, it's 10th, October 10th. But it, it, uh, John 10.10 was a verse he used. And so really my search going through the Babylon and through the churches and the whole system trying to find life was that search for abundant life. This is why he came. Amen. But in that, uh, he started taking me back to the law. And I said, well, hey, the Day of Atonement was the lawful day to announce the Jubilee, this 10th this day of the seventh month. And that mm. there was a higher cycle. You know, there's the, the seven-day Sabbath, which everyone was really hung up on. Mm -hmm. But there was the seven-year Sabbath, which obviously God was hung up on because he put him in Babylon for not, for, not, yeah. for not honoring the, the Sabbath year. But then there's a, a higher level That's right. that our Lord was talking about when he said, how many times should I forgive my brother? 70 times seven. Well, this yeah. is the same number that Daniel was given with the 70 weeks of years, or 70 times seven. Mm -hmm. So clearly there's well, a higher pattern. Let, let, let me say this, uh, just to bring uh, some of the listeners up to speed. 70 times seven is 490. That was the number of years the Jews were in Babylon because they didn't listen or, or celebrate Jubilee, setting their brother free. So the 70 times seven is playing into biblical events right now. Amen. It, it is. Amen. So the, so the concept of the Jubilee became very, very important. And then um, we ended up buying a vineyard. It was yeah. 0.77 acres. And there's these trends. He has us go to Philadelphia on the Day of Atonement to repent mm. for our forefathers. This wow. was before the election. We didn't know anything that Philadelphia was going to end up being, you know, being central. But we went there to repent for the forefathers, not writing. They had Leviticus 25.10 on the back of the Liberty Bell. And mm. it's, it's to declare freedom throughout the land. It's the verse yeah. on the Jubilee, but Amen. they didn't include it in the Declaration of Independence. It's not in the Constitution, right? Wow. So if it's not in the Constitution, then it enabled the people of America to be, become in bondage to debt slavery. And that system, we went into bondage again because we didn't have a reset system built into the Constitution. Yeah. And so he started to show me how heaven's system is a cycle and in, built into that cycle is a reset. And it's really a spiritual principle, but studying the Jubilee, you start well, to find well, out. When you say a spiritual principle, what does that mean? What, what does that mean for that the person out there that doesn't understand this at all? So there's a higher government that's over men's governments of the earth. And this is, it starts at the throne room, but then there's, there's heaven's council. And so from this government, everything that happens on earth comes from this government. There's a decree in the book of Daniel. It says, and then the assembly will meet and Michael will stand up Amen. and a decree will be given to the saints of the most high. Yep. Right. And, and, and that's the moment of deliverance is when this Amen. decree comes from the heavens, right. With a witness yeah. from that heavenly assembly. So. So that is the government that reigns over man's governments. I mean, Amen. we can have all these gatherings we want. If we think we're just gonna, we're gonna use man's ways to reform man's ways, we're done. Yeah. But when there's a heavenly decree, it stands. And so the Jubilee cycle yeah. is built into heaven's calendar. And so what we see as we study these things, is, and, and it's a spiritual principle as well, mm. meaning that there's the natural 
okay, does this mean that we need to let everyone free and in the 49th year we blow a trumpet and the 50th year we cancel all debts, we let everyone free? Yes, that was the natural pattern they were given. They never even did it, by the yeah. way, because it, the, the rich men stood to lose too much. Yeah. There's a reason they never did it. It's because it was a heavenly principle about the absolute forgiveness, no matter how deeply in debt you were, the total forgiveness of sins. It's, it's, it spoke to a spiritual reset. Right. Now, if you start to study how Yahweh kept this calendar in this cycle from the beginning of time, mm. you start to realize how it's a hidden calendar. So 40 jubilees from Adam, God cuts covenant with Abraham. Mm. Right around 1960 years, that's 49, yep. 49 times 40. 1960. Yep. If you go another 1960 or 40 jubilees later, he cuts covenant with the Messiah, with the king. That's right. Right? And so that's at the 80th jubilee. Well, we're now at the 120th jubilee. Yeah. And so these things, now we see the summation of the matter in a spiritual government, a spiritual principle, and a spiritual mm. time clock that has been hidden from man. And this is what the prophecy was. They would, the enemy would change the times and the seasons. Right. So no one knows the exact time, but we can understand the spiritual principle. Yeah. We might not know the exact day. Actually, the early church, the, you know, they talked about this falling on, on the jubilee or on atonement. You know, they talk about the, the first coming. You know, Jesus was crucified at Passover, resurrected on first fruits. And uh, birth the church at Pentecost, we see that's that's called the early rain feast, the first coming feast. Then you have the fall feast, which is trumpet. John hears the voice as a trumpet, right? You feast uh, right after that the feast of atonement, which is the apocalypse going through the veil, and the feast of tabernacles. Now the tabernacle of God is with man. So you clearly see the book of Revelation has to follow those second set of feasts, which has everything to do with the feast of atonement. Amen. Um, interestingly enough, I you know. Jubilee has more to do with, uh, um, as you're saying, Joseph, and people need to understand this, it's people being set free. Yeah. It's healing, it's deliverance. I mean, what is the opposite of, what is the opposite of freedom? Slavery, bondage. Slavery, bondage, debt, debt, right? And if you take a look through the scripture, it, it talks about sin being a debt right. or in bondage. Most people, how, why did most people go into slavery? Because they couldn't pay a bill. They couldn't pay their debt. That, or pay their debt. Well, and if you violated your brother by stealing from him, now, according to the law, you owe him double. If you cannot pay him, yep. then you become his, his slave. slave. Bond servant. That's right. His bond servant. So so now we, gotta, we have to look for an economy, wealth, money, spiritually. Yes. Because if sin is debt, and sin is, and we know sin is the opposite of truth, Right, it's ignorance of truth. We don't lie, cheat, steal, watch pornography or whatever because of um, um, you know that's the that's the sin we want to partake of. We do those things because we have an ignorance of truth. Who is Jesus? Well, so so let's watch this. The original sin when he's rebuking the, the teachers, the Pharisees and Sadducees, he yep. says, "You shut you shut the doors to the king." Right, that's yeah. his rebuke. He also says that all the righteous bloodshed going back to the blood of Abel. He's going back to the very first murder. Yep. And if you look at what the meaning of the name Abel is, it's breath. Yes. From the beginning, the enemy has been trying to shut down the breath of truth because Amen. the truth will set you free. 
that Amen. when the truth, when the seventh trumpet blows in the book of Revelation, corresponding with the march around Jericho, the walls come down. Amen. Now the, the enemy was a liar from the beginning, is what Yeshua says. Amen. So if he's a liar, the opposite is truth. So yes. if lies, the, believing the lies keeps people in bondage, the truth we'll set sets free. people set free. free. This is the spirit of Jubilee. This will happen. You can kill all the Abels you want, yep. but he could not put out the breath. So, so last night, we ended up having dinner at Knockout Pizza. Yeah. Two days prior, you go, and it impacts you. So you guys ate together. I wasn't there. When we get our pizzas that we order, because the Lord tells me to go and buy the pizzas for everybody, okay? Mm. I buy it. Guess what my number is? Jubilee, 49. I go, hey, Pops, look. Yeah. <laughs> right? Amen. I yeah. did. <laughs> so, Jubilee pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, what it is, it's, it's a physical manifestation of a spiritual reality. So what we have done today in the midst uh, of the false prophet is bring a revelation to the Amen. next generation, the knockout, the ju jubilee. Well, and guess what it corresponds with? And this is this is such a compliment to the teachings that the Lord's led you to and is teaching through you, mm -hmm. is that when the seventh trumpet blows in the book of Revelation, it says the mystery, the mystery of Yahweh is revealed. So this thing that has been concealed, which is the mysteries of the kingdom, Amen. that is revealed now the kingdom can be established right. on the earth because can, what's been restrained. Exactly, Joseph. It cannot be established till that seventh trumpet blows. Exactly. Which is the final. Actually, if you go back to what um, Paul said, he talks about you know the resurrection. And he says that the last trump, the dead in Christ will rise. Well, what's the last trumpet? If there's a last trumpet, there had to be at least one trumpet before it, right? So clearly he's pointing to the seven trumpets of the book of Revelation. Right. Those utterances and that last, the mystery of God would be finished as declared by his servants, the prophets. The prophets have to be there to sound that trumpet in order to, to release that resurrection life, amen? But I was gonna say this, and, and the, I mean, how do you get out of debt? You gotta have money, right? If you go back to the parable, the talents, if you remember that talent, and this is what I point back to people, uh, I point it back to them. We know that Jesus is the master of the house. Yep. Right, and he gives some people, you know, one talent, he gives them three talents, right? So he's giving these talents away. But I did a study on the word talent, and it literally means a morsel of bread. <laughs> now, if you look at a morsel of bread, it means to break the bread, to pull the the inside out. The which rhema. We, which we know, yeah, to the early church, it was the rhema or the mystery of the kingdom. It was the mystery hid. The so clearly the talent is the mystery of the kingdom being revealed. It's considered money, a talent, right? right. So when, when the master of the house comes back and it says, okay, pay me, right? And, and the servants go, well, here, here's the three that you gave me. Meaning those talents were lent to them. Right. They just didn't get it all paid off. And here is the three that I've earned. I began to realize, here's the three revelations you gave me. Now here, I've multiplied those revelations and I'm paying you back now for, for what you've given me and help me to get that morsel of bread, help, help me to feed myself, help me to get out of this debt of ignorance, right? And, and the only one that the Lord rebukes, he says, he, he gave him one talent. Very simple here. 
You only, you know, you got to pay me back one talent. This is simple, right? But he couldn't even multiply one talent. And what did Jesus say? You wicked, you wicked and lazy servant. So you should give this to the money changers. And he goes on and he says, throw him into outer darkness where there's, you know, weeping and gnashing of teeth. Why? Because he couldn't even multiply one little thing that was given to him. But it's interesting what that guy said. He said he put it in a, he put it in a napkin. He dug a hole in the ground and he buried it. Meaning he he buried his revelation, the talent, in the flesh. And, and veiled it. So veiled he, it. here's why he veiled it, is because he misunderstood the father's heart. He said, You're a mean and exacting master. Mm, reaping yeah. where you did not sow. And so he answered him in like kind in that story. Amen. He says, if you believed that I was mean and exacting, why didn't you why didn't you put it in the bank with the money changers? Right. Yeah. Because they're because, mean. They're, exactly. That's who they are. Yeah, that's, yeah. This, is, this is the comparison that he draws. Yes. But it comes from a misunderstanding of the father's heart. Understanding the mysteries of the kingdom is commensurate with understanding the Father's ways, his plan, his heart, what he's going to do. And if there's been a disagreement between heaven and earth with what our Father's going to do, that disagreement needs to be reconciled. This is why he institutes the priests in order to reconcile the breach between heaven and earth. Ultimately, as well as for heaven to come to earth, to descend on earth, we see that at the end of the book of Revelation, we see it in the Lord's Prayer. But the priests have to heal that breach so they, have, they must go up and bring down the revelation so that the revelation Amen. can be spoken on the earth, healing the breach and the disagreement between the two. And Amen. as that spreads like a fire on the earth, this earth is going to be transformed. Amen. Amen. That's the only way it's going to be transformed. With the revelation, the mysteries of the kingdom, revealing the glory. Amen. The glory's coming. There's a train. <laughs> Glory trains are coming. Well, that, I know it's been prophesied many times. I, I believe the train's getting ready to pull up into the station. Oh, Amen. 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 You know, it's it's been a pleasure to be with you guys. And uh, you know, I just as we were sitting here talking, I, I I literally designed in the set that we built here in California that'll be moved out to Houston. Uh, are basically a round table so that you we know, can have discussions we like can this. have discussions like this and open people's eyes open their ears and get many people to participate in what the Lord is saying and what he's what he's doing instead of just you know uh, listening to one there's so many ideas that can be thrown around this way amen mm-hmm. well again uh, Joseph Joseph Worth we want to thank you for being with us Bradley Haru we want to thank you brother thank you so amen. much amen awesome. uh, it's it's good to have you guys and I feel that something was birthed here that's going to go into another level once we get up the television run in hey amen. three chord string is hard to break amen <laughs> hallelujah it's going to be a good thing so those of you that have been listening out there at Voice of Healing and the radio or television, the media uh, portion of the ministry, please, if you need help with anything, give us a call if you want prayer. We're here for you. If you want more information or you want to say, you know, you say, hey, I want to learn this. I want to learn what the early church was learning. You know, so many people are out there that are hungry for the things of God. Now, we're not a ministry for the lazy. I'll just say that. But if you're hungry, you want to dig in. You want to know what the early church taught. And you're willing to spend three to four, maybe seven hours in a day. Hallelujah, going to church, then we might be the church for you. 
But there's other churches out there that give you that 45 minute, uh, you know, little that little morsel tickling of the ear. <laughs> there's a probably for you too. But we want to thank you for listening. Hallelujah. Get in contact with us. God bless you. And we'll see you next time on The Voice of Healing. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to vohradio.com. That's vohradio.com. Call the studio at 1-877-440-3737. That's 1-877-440-3737. Or you can send us an email at info at vohradio.com. Again, that's info at vohradio.com. This is the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro.